Hello everybody and welcome to the Rambling Toffee podcast. I um, hope everybody's had a good week and looking forward to the next weekend. And hopefully positive uh, result against Villa on Sunday. I'll talk more about that uh, later on in this episode. Um, as you can guess, I've been off for about a week, been away on holiday. Um, I've come back refreshed and ready to go. Um, so today's podcast is very much about all the things that have been going on with Everton Football Club over the last few, last week or so, I think. Um, and there's been quite a lot of stuff going on. So before I start getting into this episode, I want to, the first thing I want to do is send some condolences to the family and friends and colleagues of uh, Michael Jones, um, who sadly passed away on Monday um, at, at Bramley Moor Dock, um, working, while working there. Um, Big Blue, as we all found out through social media and everything else. Uh, so today I do send my condolences. Um, it's terrible news, devastating news. And he's such a young lad as well. And, you know, we don't really want, you know, we all say this, don't we? We don't want to go to work or to wherever you go, to a stadium or whatever, and not come home. Um, so my condolences to the family, friends and the colleagues um, of uh, Michael Jones. Um, I just want to put things out there as well, that there is a GoFundMe page out on uh, social media at the moment, up on Twitter. Um, if if you are listening to this podcast today and would like to donate and like to, or, or to share or anything like that, um, put into the search RAF Spirit of the Blues and it should come up uh, with the information there that you can click the link on to the GoFundMe page and donate or even just to share the actual um uh, the actual GoFundMe page um, just to help the family, especially with the funeral and everything else like that. So that's um, um, regarding that. Um, and so we move on. So before I do start, and there's a bit of positive um, start today. Uh, while I was away on holiday, as you can guess, uh, the holiday was booked about over a year ago. So what happened was on Twitter, on social media, um, I saw um, an email from the engagement team at Everton, um, showing a picture of everybody in the stadium getting a goodie bag, um, a little goodie bag for um, the start of the season. As you can guess, the, the this game obviously clashed with my with me being away on holiday. But um, so all I did was I just sent a tweet back. I wasn't expecting any anything, any reply or anything of that nature. Just saying that the person who took my ticket would be um, a recipient of a nice goodie bag. Uh, I just wish I was there to actually get one like everybody else. But in all honesty, I wasn't really expecting anything. But I had a quite a quick email coming from Everton's engagement team saying, what what seat do I sit in? And we'll send you a little goodie bag through the post. And I was absolutely shocked. I wasn't expecting that. And, you know, we can talk about all the negative things uh, that the club have got at the moment with engagement and communication and everything else besides, which I've talked at quite length on on these podcasts um but a little bit of positive news and just to thank them i want to thank them for actually getting back in touch with me and and actually sending me a goodie bag whatever that may be but i do appreciate the fact that they came back to me and actually offered that, that goodie bag so i felt like so i felt like i was a part of something um you know with all the other fans um on the day um so as we start um, the new season as as is, and same old, same old, uh, coming to the game against um, Fulham, um, 
I've watched the highlights. I've um, got as much information as I possibly can um, from reports and everything else regarding the game and what I saw. And what my thinking is of the game itself, it was, as I mentioned, same old, same old from last season. We, we get in positions, we get in opportunities, and especially in this game, we've got plenty of opportunities to score a goal. And as per usual, for some reason or enough, uh, we've, we've not put the ball in the back of the net. Of course, we had the issue with uh, the goal that was disallowed from Tarkovsky. My view on that, well, it's just typical um, um, impact on Everton as usual. Um, we never get any decisions going for us, even when it, it should be, even when the decision was wrong. They should have gone to VAR, they should have uh, checked on it, but they did nothing. And as per usual, the referee in question um, made a terrible, terrible uh, decision and it might have changed the way the game was going to go on Saturday. Um, but, you know, will we get an apology? Obviously, if you're a Wolves fan, you you get, you know, um, after the um, game against Manchester United on Monday night, of course, they got an apology from the referee straight after the game, a mistake being made for a penalty. And, you know, but this one seems to get glossed over and forgot about and nobody's talking about it except if you're an Everton fan. Um, and something needs to give here because it continues week in, week out. And it's it, it changed. The, OK, thankfully, well, could you say thankfully, it was the start of the season and not near the end of the season. But... You know, the only positive I will take from this game is the fact that we created the opportunities. But as we've said all summer and what we've said for the last two years or even longer than that, we have needed another striker. Another striker to go into the similar role that Dominic Calvert-Lewin has been, uh, has been taken but due to his injury. And hopefully we'll see him back against Aston Villa. But we need that kind of player. No disrespect to Neil Mopé. I don't know he's been given a lot of abuse for his performance on Saturday um, from certain quarters. Um, and, you know, but from my point of view, I will critique his performance. I don't take who he, the kind of person he is or whatever. Anything personal to know with him. But performance-wise, he's a striker and he got himself into positions to score goals and he's not put them in the way. And it's all well and good you can say, well, he's getting himself in them positions, but he's not putting them away. And he's not been doing it for since he signed for us. He had, he's only scored one goal in the Premier League. That's an indicator that there is an issue. guess you can probably throw tactics into this and thinking that he is not a long striker. He needs to be off somebody. But obviously, the manager, Frank Lampard, specifically, and now Sean Dyche, is obviously wants to stick to... The, the tactics and the, and the formation that he's put into place um, and obviously it doesn't work for him. So that's an indicator and for the recruitment team and for the the, uh, the wonderful chief negotiator that is Bill Kenwright um, to look and bring in and should bring in a top, a good striker who can play that role, can play the channels, can do that role um, and can do what Calvert-Lewin normally would do when he's fully fit hopefully we'll see him after you know on against on sunday and going into that role so hopefully we'll get more opportunities because that hopefully he'll be up and running in that sense he came through a 90 minute game um, 
against Manchester United yesterday, which is really good and it indicates to me that I think he's now ready, hopefully, to start against Villa. We'll see what Sean Dyche does. He might put him on the bench and continue with the team that he had against Fulham. We'll soon find out. Um, so, yes, um, at this moment in time. So, we'll see how that goes on Sunday. So, yes, yeah, so on that front, you know, I could look at positives from that game. Um, we created opportunities. There was a lot of, you can say, were good. Um, but, of course, the, the you know, the finishing wasn't so good. Uh, and we we're playing against a Fulham side that I think, you know, they're going to struggle this season, I would guess. Uh, but we'll see. Um, I can only take that as a positive from what I've seen and what I can take from the game uh, as we go forward. Um, so, yeah, so th that's, you know, on the Fulham game um, and as we go forward. Another mention about signings, of course, that's um, upcoming. Um, we need a striker, as I've mentioned. Um, we need somebody to come in straight away. Uh, we, of course, have been linked with Ganotto or Notto, or how you want to how we want to um, say his name. Um, hopefully, will come in, but at, at the moment, Lee's of course are, um, don't want to sell him, or they're playing tactics with with Everton, trying to play a game to try and get the best money they can possibly can for him. Um, the player wants to come to the club, and it's been ongoing for last, all summer, I think it was. Um, so on that front, hopefully, we'll get some. Um, you know, good news on that front. We have signed uh, Youssef Chimiti, if I said that right. He was a 19-year-old for Sporting, so he wasn't in the start. He wasn't on the bench. Um, obviously, he's obviously needs some, um, you know, game time. He obviously wasn't on the bench or or played in the friendly. I don't think so. That was um, be interesting to see when he will start being um, incorporated into the team. Um, Sitting on the bench, maybe, and getting an opportunity to come on. Um, we have, of course, we still got Cannon um, still with us. Um, we still got uh, Lewis Dobbin, um, who came on against Fulham um, as a recognize other strikers that can come in and, um, you know, stake a claim, uh, stake an opportunity to actually get into the team. But um, that's that's what we have at this moment in time, but we need a more experienced striker to come in. So hopefully, there be some movement, hopefully sooner rather than later. It's getting to a point that we really do need to bring a striker in. Um, so watch his space. Gonotto, well, well, we'll see You know if anything comes of that. And of course, we have signed Jack Harrison on, on loan uh, from Leeds. Hopefully, there's a chance that if he... You know, shows what he is capable of after his injury, as he's currently still injured with, um, at the moment. Then he could become a permanent signing, uh, permanent signing at the end of the season. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, really, really talented player. We've seen what he's capable of for Leeds, and we've seen what he can bring to the table. Uh, so I'm quite excited about that signing. So that's uh, you know a good signing that we need. Hopefully, Chimiti uh, will also start showing the potential over time but we have to be patient with him but as I keep on saying about the striker we do need you know somebody in quite quickly who's more a senior more experienced that can uh, slot straight in and actually do a job straight away and get on the end of a lot of the opportunities that have been created so hopefully between now and September 
we can get that striker in and we can sort out even the defensive side of things at the moment because I think uh, with Mason Holgate maybe on his way to Southampton, uh, we do need some extra reinforcements um, in the centre-back position. So there's, it's going to be quite interesting between now and um, next few weeks, actually. It's not, not too far off before we hit September. But watch your space, really, on that one. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, as we go on towards these, hopefully we can, you know, get a little, you know, get some uh, results if we can. Aston Villa is going to be quite a difficult um, game to go against, but of course they've come off a five-one defeat to uh, Newcastle the other day, so they've started the season a bit poorly. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, but you know, take every game as it as it comes, um, and see how it goes. Um. Other than that, I think, from my point of view, you know, it's the first game of the season. Let's hope that the next game is um, a positive, get positive one, and we go forward and we can get some points on the board and we can go forward a little bit more on that front. Um, something, you know, from my point of view, you know, all all start of season, all games go this way, where basically. Um, you know, you can start off poorly, but then you, you get stronger as the season goes on. And I'd rather be in a position where we're stronger at the end of the season than we are at the beginning. So um, and that's where I'm hoping to go. And if we've, we've always seen it in the past with any clubs, of any teams. They all start off either slowly or, or quickly and go on a massive run of games where they win, 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 win. And then all of a sudden they start to lose games and then go down the other and then struggling. So... I just hope that we are going in the right pathway as much as it was a defeat. Um, other news uh, before I end this podcast today. Um, and again, we keep on going back in time, back in when. When is when are we going to hear more regarding the MSP investment? Um, when are we going to get confirmation of board changes when this transitional period, when is that going to change? When are we going to hear more about it? Is it going to be after the transfer window? Is some speculated that basically waiting until the transfer window ended and then them announcements will be made after that? I don't know. Just because we've got the, the chief negotiator in there who can do all the transfers and do great things to get the players in. As you can guess, you know, Bill Kenwright, you know, is absolutely perfect for that job. Um, you know, at getting the players in through the door. As you can guess, um, over the, the last, uh, throughout the summer and throughout the period of time since the uh, season um, has ended from last season, the players have come in as, and, and it's been very, very slow going. And, you know, is he doing his job to the best of his ability? <laughs> if you think about it, as I mentioned before, he was part of a failed board last season and he, was, and he should no longer be here. There should be somebody else in place in that role who is more experienced and I can guess that Mashiri could, could have found somebody who could do that and to get you know get those players in into the, into the club quicker so that they can at least have a pre-season because now at the, at the moment we've signed of course the players that I mentioned, Jimitty and Jack Harrison and they and um you know, they, they're going to have to have a period of time where they've not got a pre-season. With Jack Harrison, he's, he's coming in injured, so when he does, 
become available. He's going to need time on the training field to get back up to speed. Chimiti's probably not had much of a pre-season or he's, I don't know what amount of training that he's had. So he needs to get up to speed to be in a position to actually be on the bench. So there's a lot of things going on. Of course, out there at the moment, we've got Deli Ali who's come back, but now has had a little bit of an injury issue. So he's going to be a bit further away before we actually see him even given an opportunity in the first team or being on the bench. We've had a situation with, um, you know, um, Damari Gray. Is he on his way to Fulham or Crystal Palace? So we're not, we don't know that information yet. So we don't know if he's on his way. And does, does that deal mean part of another deal that may be coming in? I don't know. But that's all speculation and everything of that nature. But I keep on going back to the fact is that they, we have... A person who is speaking to the agents, speaking to the players, obviously, and speaking to clubs, doing that role. And he, and this is not me being ageist here, but he's 77, 78 years of age. He's been at the club for such a long time. He was part of a failed board and a failed... And the way that the club is being run currently for the last so many years. And... We can bring Mashiri, we can throw Mashiri into this as well, but he has been part of that main problem of this football club. And the feeling is this, that I've said it before, that when that day arrived, when the, the resignations took place, he should have gone. Mashiri should have looked, sought out somebody else to come in with Ackerman to actually deal with negotiating with clubs, negotiating with the player and sorting out transfers internally in in ins and out, working with the director of football, working with Sean Dyche, working and doing the right, bring that right person. It doesn't matter. That person can find out there externally. It doesn't matter if, if come in and actually have the same skill set to come in and do that job. The fact that Mashiri has made that decision to keep him on is just mind-boggling and frustrating and it feels like we're not moved any way forward just because you know they can they're engaging a bit more there's a bit more communication coming from the the, the te uh, ceo um, and even the director of football said something in program notes is they've given a little bit more information and i and i mentioned about the engagement team about the little goodie bag that i had earlier on so the engaging and helping and communicating is a little bit better. It's there. You can see it. But it's like with a new sponsor. It's like that sponsor is linked to state and kick. It's all well and good. Yes, all this is all good stuff. But it needs to be more and more. We need to be actually moving away and actually bringing even bigger deals out there and more commercial, better commercial deals, not just going with the trusted and thinking, oh, we have a partner with the state for our sponsorship and think, oh, yeah, but we also have a streaming service called Kick. Why don't we, um, you know, we can pay you this amount of money to have Kick on your on your sleeve. So so it's, it's kind of you speaking to the same people. Why have you, why have they widened the scope? Have they gone out out there and talked to more people, more um, companies, more businesses to see if there's somebody wants to, spend more money because what the you know what we all know the future is going to be is that we're going to be in a new stadium and the commercial opportunities are going to be absolutely amazing 
as we go further on into this season and gradually further on the naming rights and everything else regarding that so yes commercial deals are going to come in but also when i mentioned about msp we have speculation of course paul the esk um i'm glad he's feeling a lot better came you know mentioned that he's heard that 777 are now interested in buying the football club and have offered more money for the club than the MSP are. Now, that's out there. There's been no story locally. There's none, none of the local journalists have been um, given this information. There's been nothing out there. So it's coming from America, obviously. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But that's just speculation and that's what he's heard. I, can, I tend to trust him because a lot of the stuff that he does um, talk about you know, it's straightforward and he's knowledgeable and he's, you know, and the contacts, obviously, he knows he trusts. So I trust him with this information. But there's nothing out there currently in this country, or especially locally, from the local journalists and especially according Alan Myers, and who you, you would have known something. But that's the what we have at this moment in time. So what is concerning me is that if that is the case, this takeover, whatever, is going to take even longer and drag on and on and on. My reality is that this should have been done, dusted and out of the way and gone. There's people also investing in the stadium and there's people, you know, putting their money in to be part of the, you know, investing in the way the stadium going forward and commercial, the money that hopefully they'll get back from. So, again, it's again when I talk about engaging and communicating, what I hope from a CEO, even Mishiri, is just I don't want to know everything and anything and everything under this and under that and how this goes and how, you know, how it works out. I don't want to know that. What I want to know is a little bit just say, yes, our plan is that this will help for them to bring investment in. Uh, we're talking. You know, we're close to an agreement. You know, it just takes time. If you're honest with your fan base and say, look, it'll take time. It may take this period of time, but we will keep you updated as much as we possibly can. We don't need to know the full ins and outs of details because, of course, it's, there's a lot of private disclosures and, and you know, NTA and, and NDAs and not, not disclosing that information. That's fine. But give us give us something instead of me and many other people going onto company's house to find out that there's been something been added onto the Everton Stadium Limited uh, Company to find out what's actually going on, and you know that's what it shouldn't be about. But yes, they've made little steps here, but they, they as a business you should be doing it more. Or just because you're in a transitional period, communicate more and more and more be better at it you know by doing it and also you we've got the fans forum we've got the uh, you know the group out there that basically talk to the club you know on their monthly meetings or whatever they have the time to do it um, and basically talk and communicate and help make it easier for the fans for the information to be filtered out to give it to us so at least we're reassured that something is going on something is taking place so we're just taking time but at the moment it's like complete silence 
and the only information you get is is somebody you know like Paul who knows somebody you know his contacts in America who basically says oh yeah you know we we are you know seven 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 wants to take over the football club and like everybody else on social media when we heard that story I'm gonna say with myself it's not a good I don't want them to actually invest in our football club or take over it they've they've struggled wherever they've been they, they're obviously there's a court case in the states there's issues going on you know with regarding them and the clubs that they currently have there's all, all sorts of problems with them and i don't want somebody like that in our football club because if they come in and it may, may make it even worse than what it currently is and i don't want that to happen and i and when I think about MSP, I think we all have the same opinion of it. They're a stable company. They they know what they're doing. They you know they know what they're doing, and I think they'll be the right people to come in. But at this precise moment in time, seven 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 need to um, not not become even near taking over our football club. Um, and I just fear fear for our future if that was to take place. Of course, we've got the. Um, thing with the FA, um, with the you know, to find out if we if, if we breached anything of our financial um situ issues. Um but you know we'll we'll see that in October I believe. So hopefully we'll be uh, found that we're not guilty of that and then we can move forward um and then just hopefully get everything in place, get the people, if it's MSP, I hope they are, and they come in, and we get an announcement as this week, maybe, or next week, hopefully soon, we get that um, information that they're coming in, and then we can start seeing new people coming on the board. We can start seeing, you know, a change in the pathway and the direction of this football club, not just on the field, not just in the, um, you know, the academy and the recruitment side of things. We want our football club to be what it should be, a Premier League football club that can compete with every team in that league and actually can, you know, be competitive enough that we can actually challenge further up the table and challenge for trophies and getting into Europe and all them wonderful things and, get, and do the right things. I think we've, in some senses, the players that have come in, except Ashley Young was obviously for, you know, his experience and everything else and that but the players that they are looking at and players seem to be young up-and-coming players with sell-on values and can hopefully in the future we get better and better um and really do something good for the club um so we'll see on that so yes you know that's where i see it um i just want to mention before i end this podcast today um I will be doing another podcast next on Sunday, and specifically this podcast is a special one. I'll be I'll be speaking to Tom Bennett, who is um, created the group Long Island um, Everton Toffees Group, and um, and I'll be speaking to him on Sunday, and I'll be talking to him about all things Everton, about the group, about the membership, and everything that you know how he became an Evertonian and everything else. So that's the next episode upcoming. Um, so for the time being, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave as much feedback as you possibly can uh, down below. Um, I need 
negative and positive just to help grow or just help improve my podcast and improve the episodes going forward so for the time being thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoy the weekend and as they say come on you blues let's uh, beat the villa on sunday bye bye for now